0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss the evolution of the executive CMO role. Joining us is Neil Heckman, who is the founder of Breakfast Consulting, which was built on the foundation of being a true brand partner without the cost of a costly in-house hire. Neil's practice is built on the idea that most small companies need executive strategy, but don't need to manage the cost of hiring an in-house CMO right away. And from big box brands, startups, agencies, and more, Neil joins companies remotely as their intermediate CMO. Yesterday, Neil and I talked about the changing role of the executive CMO. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about the great resignation and where companies got it wrong. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Neil Heckman, the founder of Breakfast Consulting. Neil, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks a lot. Excited to have you back on the show and continue our conversation. Yesterday, we waxed poetic about the changes of the role of the CMO and how at different stages of a company's growth, you need different skill sets. And that actually might mean that you need an executive for a different period of time. We've also seen a reshuffling of marketing and, I don't know, the entire world with the COVID outbreak and then the resulting Great Resignation. How's the Great Resignation affected marketers and did we get it right or wrong? I think
2: for this specific question, we really need to look at specific industries and we need to think about how industries have either contracted or expanded during the past three years. I don't think it's any secret that startups typically like to be very nimble with their hiring and with their resources. If they can expand one person's role for both, candidly, their own growth opportunities, i.e. enhancing their skills to become a better worker, a better leader, X, Y, and Z, that's great. That's why people join startups, but also because it essentially saves brands money. If they can bring on One person instead of two, two people instead of five, that's a win. And that's more money that goes back toward essentially enhancing the valuation of these brands. I do think to understand inputs of the great resignation, we need to think about exactly what's been going on over the past couple of years and where industries are really feeling the impact at the individual level. So home fitness, for example, huge, huge expansion during the pandemic, everybody wanted the latest fitness tool, technique, etc. cetera. I think that's one of the industries that has been most impacted by recent layoff news and something that I don't think, unfortunately, is done. I think there's been a little bit of a right sizing. And I know this conversation isn't specifically about layoffs, it's more about resignations, but as brands overgrew, as brands were experiencing change, brand leaders, CEOs, executive teams, had to make some very difficult decisions as it relates to workforces, as it relates to just broader ability to keep a connection through loyalty with all employees, whether they were impacted by layoffs or not. That to me was the input and sort of the biggest start for the great resignation. As individual employees started to feel less connected to their employers Then there becomes this, well, maybe there's something else out there. And all of it was definitely expounded on during the pandemic when brands were experiencing different levels of success or failures and individuals were needing to either react to those things or find a new job as a result of those things. At the end of the day, there's a lot of burnout right now. The past two plus years during the pandemic, people got really used to working from home. If an employer is suddenly mandating that individuals come into an office, it's gonna one, decrease productivity, it's gonna decrease that individual's happiness with the job if they want to continue working remote. And it's just going to leave this bad taste in their mouth where if a recruiter reaches out on LinkedIn and they weren't originally going to respond, that's one more reason to respond. So I think the great resignation really is starting from a difficult couple of years in the workforce period where brands had a complete flip on what good looked like and how success was measured. But then more importantly, brands not being able to respond to this change in employee sentiment of how they want to work, where they want to work, and honestly, what working conditions should be.
1: I think you missed a key component. The Stimmy checks, right? Everything was up into the right. Everybody was sitting at home. We're buying Pelotons, just collecting them in the garage because why not buy another one? The government's paying for it. It's easy to market when people are buying products left and right, specifically in e-commerce. Right? The economy is booming. Stocks are up. Valuations are up. Everybody's happy. We've all got lots of money. Hey, it's a hot market. I'm a hot commodity. Look, I've got a track record of growth. All of a sudden now we're seeing a little bit of the opposite. We've seen inflation. We're seeing the economy slow down. We're seeing, you mentioned, not necessarily the great resignation, but the great layoff-ignation. That's not a word. We'll go with it. Thank you. People getting laid off left and right right now. How do you think that all of this tumultuous economy has affected marketers? Were we more significantly impacted, less significantly impacted than the average industry? What do you think happened to us specifically?
2: It's tough because when a company stops marketing, that's when things are really looking bad.
1: But we're the first ones out the door.
2: And I think (laughs) a lot of that is leading to the great resignation, which is the broader point of if a marketing team gets cut in half, that means the remaining 50% need to pick up the slack. There's not suddenly going to be a decreased revenue projection. There's not going to suddenly be a decreased need to stand up new projects or new tests in order to get the ship back on the right track. And that I think is leading to the great resignation. So whether it's people in marketing directly impacted, or people around them who are directly impacted, this idea of in many instances, companies who think they're doing the right thing by laying off staff in order to prolong the cash burn are actually kind of forcing people out the door a little bit.
1: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, Half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. So talk to me a little bit about what marketers need to think about if they're going through some sort of a transition, whether they've decided to resign or whether they've been laid off. What does the market look like now and what are some of the skills that are hot?
2: Something that I've certainly learned over my career is that a majority of skills are extremely transferable. If you're working in a specific acquisition channel on a growth team, you can use a lot of the skill sets that you've acquired, the vendor negotiation, the broader data analysis work to be able to take that to a different company in a different industry. And I don't want to say force fit, but land a job that's a cousin to the one that you're working on rather than a twin. So brands are continuing to tread lightly as it relates to new headcount, rightfully so. They don't want to be the next brand who's in the news for mass layoffs. On the flip side of that, the brands who are not laying people off are continuing to see growth are continuing to see success. So I do think that there's opportunities out there. There's probably more people applying for these opportunities, but to the broader point of honing in on your skills and candidly if you can taking a little bit of time just to figure out what you want your next move to be is my recommendation. That doesn't mean everybody has the luxury of spending 6 months on a Kumbaya sort of journey overseas or something like that, but I think there's something to be said about going through a transition and trying to immediately figure out your next move versus taking a week and consulting with friends and family, talking to people in the industry, sending other leaders in various industries notes on LinkedIn, just saying, hey, I'd love to pick your brain. Something just happened to me, trying to understand more of what you do. I think there's a lot of people, and I see this almost every time I open LinkedIn, who are putting up posts impacted by a layoff. If we've worked together, if we haven't worked together, reach out to me, find a connection that you want to be introduced to. I think the general, both marketing and non-marketing spaces understand that this is a tumultuous time. The individuals who have not been impacted want to help those who have been impacted. And again, candidly, If a brand is really thriving right now, they want to hire talent from the brands who have been impacted and have had to make the unfortunate decision to lay people off.
1: You're a marketer. You need to go back to the brand marketing playbook, and that happens with your career. You need to think about what your narrative is. You need to think about who you're targeting and connect the two. Talk to me a little bit about not only what marketers can do if they're in this transitionary period, but also what have brands done? Where did brands get it right and get it wrong going through the big heyday of the COVID acceleration of purchasing? And now we're seeing the resignation. What was the problem and why are we seeing so many layoffs now?
2: I think the problem is something that's honestly been happening well before COVID, but it was certainly accelerated during the pandemic. So when a brand enters into hyper growth, and who can even define that very accurately, but a period of prolonged growth that's significantly higher than where they were previously, there's a tendency to overhire, which is one of the exact problems that I'm looking to solve with fractional resourcing and more short-term projects. Being able to say, we're going to bring on this group, this entity, this individual under a contract term to make sure that we don't get in a place where a couple of months from now with growth isn't sustained, we have to make these tough decisions and become a bad press story. A lot of brands, when they enter hyper growth, think this is going to last forever. This is the new normal. And I think executives get investor happy and trigger happy, and they love the pats on the back from investors when they're sending out their good emails. But to expect that to hold true for an extended period of time is... I would say, unrealistic at best. So I think there's a certain layer of executive blame that I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. And having never been in those shoes, I can't 100% say that I wouldn't have made the same decisions. But all of that being said, I think there's a level of control that needs to be placed on a lot of the expectations and a level of investor and board checks that need to be in place to make sure that as growth is accelerating, as numbers are evolving, everybody is held accountable. And I would say everybody's checked on a reality basis to make sure that that growth is sustained and is sustainable beyond just a two year window of time.
1: Neil, you've done this a couple of times, you've been the CMO or fractional CMO at a couple of prominent startups. When you're seeing companies that are looking for short-term opportunities, you mentioned, hey, if you got the opportunity, go kumbaya around the world. Not everybody can do that, but not everybody's in a position where they want to jump right back into a full-time job. What are the skill sets you need or what are some of the challenges that you found when you're trying to find fractional CMO work?
2: I think anybody who has startup experience has likely dealt with a consultant. In a lot of instances, the consulting model really hasn't evolved. Consultants come on for a three-month project. The first month is learning about the opportunity. The second month, they go and do some work. The third month, they produce the output that was agreed upon, which likely still remains important, but not as important as it was at the start of those three months. And then you never hear from that person again. Being able to isolate, one, your own skill sets, and two, Find brands who are looking for that sort of support can be a challenge, but is pivotally important for each individual as they're sort of assessing if fractional work is for them. You don't want to overpromise. You don't want to make it seem as if your skills aren't enough for these groups to really consider this fractional work. The thing that I've spent a lot of time really thinking through is how to keep evolving with the brands, because that's part of my selling point. I know that startups change and evolve every two to three and then six months, and I need to be nimble and adaptable and constantly coming up with testing roadmaps in order to capitalize on that. That's the real brand extension that I'm bringing versus some more traditional consultants where you have to be equal parts left and right-brained. You have to be a little bit creative and a little bit strategic and a little bit analytical in order to make everything come to life. And you candidly do need a little bit of that experience moving from one priority to the next and being able to shuffle things around because that's what's in the best interest of the business. And these businesses, regardless of a pandemic, regardless of a recession, are constantly evolving and changing. That's that's the whole point of a startup. You learn, you adapt, you change.
1: Learn, adapt, and change. I think that's great advice. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Neil Heckman, the founder of Breakfast Consulting, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Neil, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Mr. Neil Heckman, M R N E I L H E C K M A N, or you could visit his website, which is breakfastconsulting.com.